Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Center for Christian Music Studies at Baylor University. This podcast was recorded during the annual Alleluia Conference. In this session entitled Praise Team Basics, Joe Glass tells how to develop a praise band for worship, including an instrumentation overview and a guide for rehearsing and playing together. To learn more about the Alleluia Conference, visit us online at baylor.edu slash alleluia. says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Again, amen on that? Amen. Amen. Straight from God's word. And uh, we've already prayed, so we're going to just jump into this. And uh, I hope uh, my dad is uh, a Bible vocational minister of music, and he's also full-time department man, uh, head and part-time wedding photographer. And he always said, if you could go to a conference and pick up one idea, one, one little tip, it would be worth the conference. So I hope you can come away with this uh, session, at least one tip that would help you in your ministry. But for right now, I want you guys to meet each other. Tell uh, your name, your church, your day job, and who your favorite singer is. So take about a minute and meet each other. I'll tell you what, let's do it this way. Since all the forums, let's just go around real quick, okay? Sure. I'm Ron Davis of the First Baptist Church in Liberty. That is my day job. All right. Cool. And my favorite singer is probably Scott Cameron. Okay, great. Okay, over here. Um, Jameson, um, I'm with. First Baptist Church, Valley Mills. My day job is, I guess, high school. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> uh, Your teachers would be proud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't really have a particular favorite singer. Okay. I like them all. <laughs> okay. I'm Jeannie Chambers from First Baptist Church in Weatherford. And my day job is music director at the church. Now, I'm a retired teacher, though, two uh-huh. years out of retirement uh, teaching uh, high school English. Okay. And uh, but I'm a church organist there and try to direct the rest of the music stuff. Uh, my favorite singer of contemporary is Mark Miller. God bless him. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. He does all right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay. Okay. Carol Holt, at Triumph of Love Lutheran Church in Austin. That is my day job, directing music. Okay. And I don't have a favorite singer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. So we got three full timers here. I'm James Cheeseman. Uh, along with being a student, I guess that's probably my day job with Baylor student. But I'm also uh, part of my youth minister at First Baptist Church of Marlin. And uh, my favorite singer is probably Matthew Keeson from the band The Lion King. Okay. Very good. Very good. All right. And we have uh, Baptist, I'm, I'm assuming. And we got the Methodist. My mother was a Methodist. Okay. That's okay. Lutherans, I've known some great Lutherans in my life, so we are so glad that you are here too. So, and uh, of course, Martin Luther, uh, we couldn't do it without him, could we, in the, uh, uh, in the church. So we are glad that you are all here. I'm glad. Okay, uh, my name's Joe. I'm from Sharpstown Baptist Church, Houston. That's I'm a bivocational minister of music. Um, I'm, by day, I'm a project manager for Cisco Food Services. Um, if you look up here, uh, some of the plaques I hear John Ball, uh, he's the founder of Cisco, and uh, I've never met him. I've only been with the company for about a year and a half. 
But anyway, so I have a, a kind of two career tracks going. Um, I have a, oops, I'm going too fast. Uh, I'm a Baylor graduate. Got a BBA from here back in a uh, long time ago. I've uh, got a master of music from Southwestern Baptist. And I got 30 plus years of lay full time and bivocational ministry, uh, music ministry. And I didn't think I was that old, but I counted them up. And by golly, uh, it is 30 years. My uh, first position was out of high school, uh, led to singing for a, a little church in Texas City, uh, Westgate Baptist Church and for the summer. Somebody recommended me, so I went there. Been there, been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I've studied composition with Bob Burroughs, if you know that name. He's been around a long time. Uh, when I was in Florida, I'm doing full-time ministry, was there. Uh, I'm a contributor to the BGCT, that's Baptist General Convention of Texas, if you don't know that. Uh, Music Matters newsletter. I do the bivocational trip tips. I don't know if y'all get that newsletter, but you can get on the, the bgct.org and go to the music uh, and worship, and um, you can get on their email list. I think Tim's here. Tim is supposed to be here. I'm not sure. I've never seen his name, but I haven't seen Yeah, he, uh, he's the one that recruits me to do this, and uh, I thought he was going to be here for this one, so something else, but I'm not sure. So, anyway, that's who I am. A little bit more about me. I know you know my computer. So I have a retired Greyhound racer named Sing It for Hans. He actually won quite a few races. I'm not into races, but I like the dog. So we call him Champ because it's Hans, but he's our favorite. Uh, let's see, a cat named Whiskers. And these are some of the people that kind of shaped uh, my music. Uh, Dan Fogberg, James Taylor, Carol King. I learned how to play guitar and piano by playing with those people. Andre Crouch was it back in the 70s when I was a teenager. <laughs> Uh, my first song that I ever accompanied myself was Jesus is the Answer. Was one of the oh, yeah, and the second chapter of Oxford Acts. I, I was there one, still there. One. I was there, right? Yeah, you guys probably haven't heard of the second chapter of Acts. Yeah, yeah. They are uh, uh, two sisters and a brother, and their harmony was so tight that it was just incredible. Okay. <clears throat> Everybody's done Easter songs. Yeah, if you've done Easter, if you're the thousand, that's the second chapter. Okay, we're going to talk about praise team basics or what happened to my bass line. And yes. uh, if you have tried pra uh, praise team music uh, with any of your groups and you've got true basses, uh, they really get frustrated. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Okay. And by the way, I've, I've got my, my little spiel and it's right there, but if you have any questions along the way, uh, feel free to raise your hand or, or just speak up and then we'll talk about what you want to talk about. Okay. All right, we're going to talk about, though, why a praise team. Uh, we're going to talk about the voicing, auditioning, or interviewing, however you want to do it, uh, how you can use a praise team, and then arranging for a praise team. And then we'll look at some sources um, down there. And if you all, all also uh, have some things uh, that, uh, some sources, some material that you have found is helpful, then feel free to jump in at that time. Okay. Why a praise team? Contemporary music is geared toward a small group sound. Okay, now, uh, I will confess right now, I don't have a praise team in my church. I've been there for a year and a half. Uh, I've got a choir. I just don't have the voices that I feel comfortable putting on mics. Okay, and, and I'm, uh, I'm right there with, with you guys. I've got about 20 people in the choir, a uh, church of maybe 200. So don't think I've got it all where I'm from, I'm, I'm in the trenches, like the rest of you all. So, um, just uh, you gotta you gotta work with what you've got. So, 
but I have had praise teams in the past. I've been in a contemporary church in the past, so I've kind of been around them. Contemporary music is geared toward a small group sound, and it gives you a little bit more flexibility in leading worship. You can probably do more solos and kind of things, and teaching songs, uh, bouncing off. It's just a little bit more free, uh, a little freer atmosphere than having a choir behind you. Allow singers to use their gifts more fully. Uh, usually the people you want on a praise team are your better singers. Uh, you can give them a little bit more responsibility um, as far as uh, doing, uh, introducing songs and solos and duets and those kind of things. So, now this is, this is my personal preference, okay? And you're, you are perfectly um, uh, free to disagree with me in, in any of this. But I think it's difficult to build a music ministry with the praise team, unless you're a completely contemporary, brand new church contemporary. If you go into most of our Texas churches, we've had choirs in the past, and you say, I'm just going to do away with choir, we're going to have praise team. You're asking for trouble, I think. Uh, it's difficult to build a music ministry using praise team as your foundation. The choir should be the mainstay of the music ministry with the praise team as an outgrowth of that. Okay? And the uh, side note of that is the praise team is an exclusive ministry, whereas the choir is inclusive, allowing less talented singers to share in leading worship. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't want probably most of my choir currently on a mic leading with me. But man, do I want them in my choir. I want them behind me, and I want that body of sound behind me. But right now, I just don't have them to put there. Uh, also, um, being an exclusive ministry, you, you're opening yourself up for, for jealousies and that kind of thing. You know, human nature gets in there and starts working on people. Well, you know. They made it, and I didn't, and I should be there, and that kind of thing. So that kind of goes along with it. That That's that's the package deal that you get when, when you're coming from a, a choir or when you're starting praise teams and that kind of thing. So just kind of be prepared uh, for that. That's the negative part of it, okay? And that could be for anything. I mean, when you're doing a musical and somebody gets a solo and somebody doesn't, you know, artists are we're sensitive people, are we? And we kind of wear our, our feelings on our shoulders, so uh, you just kind of have to be aware of that. So, make sure you really um, make sure it's the right thing to do. Make sure you're going to call to that if you don't have a praise team. Um, make sure it's the direction that you're going to go. Anybody have any thoughts on that? Does that ring a, can I ring a bell with your situation right now? In your experience in, in other churches where you've had praise team and choir and your praise team comes out of your choir, I assume. Yeah. Not, not of other people in the congregation. Right, right. Uh, number one, uh, did you require that your, your praise team members be choir members? Yes, I did. And, and number two, uh, was it always the same the same mix, or did you, did you change those people out? We'll get into that, we'll get into that later uh, in a couple of minutes, but okay. um, um, let me hold on to that sure. thought, and then we'll get there. It's a great question. You're, you're leading into my presentation here, okay? I'll do my All right, all right. Everybody with me so far? Okay, let's talk about voicing. All right, now, um, how many have music degrees? Okay, okay, everybody, okay, great, all right. So, um, I, uh, Jameson, you sing choir? Yeah, at yeah. School and everything, okay. So well, at school. In, in church? Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, all right. So when I talk, and I might draw some notes on the board here, hopefully you'll be with me. 
uh, soprano alto tenor with bass doubling the melody. That's where the bass line went. It went to the melody. Okay, and um, with my choirs, um, that's they don't like to do that. That they've been in the choir for years and years and years, and I say, guys, you need to sing your melody. Well, I want to see the bass line. Yeah. Well, it's a different kind of voice. It's it, it's different from hymn style. It's a close harmony. There are no missing notes. Whereas uh, in the, if you had like a G chord and you had the sopranos up on a G uh, on a D here, and then maybe you have you're missing the B and you have a G in the alto. The tenor's got the got the uh, B down here, and then down here you've got the, uh, the bass and the G. It's a, it's an open voice. Okay, praise team is closed voice. It's closed harmony like that. So um, let me draw that up for you. Just make sure. Uh, let's see. If we were to do Amazing Grace, okay, we would go. Here's where your um, your melody is right there, and your basses would probably go something like this. Um, okay. All right. So um, without pulling out my hymnal, the alto would probably do this. Tenor. That's an F. What did somebody tell me? That was just my first mistake today. Okay, let's let's drop it down here. Let's say that you're gonna do G's down here. Okay, so the um, um, So that was there. Okay, you can tell I didn't think this out there. Okay, so um, here they're all kind of open here, bass down here, he's got just kind of that drone down here, okay? Well, instead this is still kind of closed here. But um, make sure you don't miss any notes here. So the, the tenor would go up to a D here. So you're not missing any notes in the chord. You see you got your, on G chord, this is G, uh, B, G, and a D. Nothing missing, okay? And so instead of down here with that drone, the bass would be doubling the melody. Okay, so he's doubling the melody down here. You have no chords, miss, no notes missing in the chord. Okay, is everybody, is everybody with me on that? Okay, so that's the difference. Um, 
everything is very close. Here's your rule. Soprano should never sing above the melody and bass should never sing below the melody. Okay? That keeps it tight. Now, that, that makes for some really high tenor lines. If you ever listen to, well, a lot of the praise music, I mean, the tenors, and I'm a tenor, but some of it's too high for me. It's, I mean, they really get up there. And this is the same kind of thing like a Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir does. They'll, they'll have it just, the melody, the harmony just stacks. Uh, just like that. So that's that's how the voicing goes. But that's what's hard for the bass is to sing double melody because the range is a soprano range and they don't have that kind of range. That, the bass is young. that is true. Okay. But a lot of the recordings that you hear, the tenors are singing melody mm -hmm. and the women are singing the harmony. That's right. Not the, not the melody. You know, and, um, and that's a good point. A lot of I would say recordings. Yeah. And, and, and the, th the, the reason I think that is because so many of these. Uh, Contemporary worship leaders are tenors or above, and they sing higher right. than even your congregations that sing. Mm -hmm. So in that case, yes, they're going to stay on the melody, and so it's probably going to be more like the melody and then the parts on either That's side of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so they're going like this, mm -hmm. and they may, you know, as a soprano, can reach up there. Um, so yeah, you're exactly right. And if you do men's, um, have a men's praise team, um, then you would have the melody in the middle. A tenor and then almost a, a men out, a men's out, mm -hmm. uh, kind of like the Gatlin brothers. Used yeah, to do, yeah. Kind of a round band with those kind of guys. Right. Uh, and then do you rely on the accompaniment to give you the bass, like get the chords so that the progression makes sense? I mean, to me, it really bothers me. The thing that bothers me about this is that you don't get that bass. You don't get the supporting of the the tonic down here in the bass, or you, you know, you get these weird inversions. Right. Um, you just live with that. You just live with it. Yeah. it it's, it's the way it's supposed to sound. Yeah. Okay. And and I've had. I mean, that's exactly the argument. You have a bass. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, so you know what we're talking about. Uh, it's it's frustrating for them because they want to. And a lot of um, uh, the sources uh, you can look over here. These are my um, songs of praise and worship series, and those are just the melody and the uh, and accompaniment. But if you get the singers' editions. Most of them are in this style. They'll have the melody on the bottom in the bass, but occasionally they'll have like a choral arrangement. Okay, um, if if the melody is too high for the men for the for the basses, then I would look for another arrangement because I think that's probably going to be too high for the rest of you. Okay, yeah, or change the key if you, if you can do that. Okay, um, yeah, it's, it can be very frustrating. I think I think the, I think the issue is. That most of our choirs, whether we have praise teams or, or standard, you know, SAB choirs, what they hear on the radio, they can't sing in church. The, the arrangements are too high. Uh, they're not voiced, you know, well for 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 for, for your normal average church singer. They're, they're professional singers. You know, when when the first accompaniment. I guess they were, and the uh, you know, cassettes came out. Mm -hmm. all, all my girls wanted to be Sandy Patty mm -hmm. because they could buy Sandy Patty's right. tracks, but guess what? They couldn't sing her range. Mm -hmm. yep. It was awesome. Yeah. 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 If I got the track now, Brother Ron, I can sing Sandy Patty. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's the same thing with, with the worship singers, like uh, Israel Houghton from, from, from Houston, Lakewood. Uh, the guy, is, he's a... 
what you think about this. Okay, this is the plan and it's not the end all. It may not work for you, but you do want people with a heart for worship. If they don't have a heart for worship, they don't have any business up there. Okay, you want above average vocal skills. They need to be able to, to sing, all right? Uh, they need to have a young sound, okay? It doesn't mean you have to have, to have young people, but a young sound, and that usually means uh, watching your vibrato, okay? Because especially, well, both men and women, as, as they get older, those vibratos tend to, to get out a little bit uh, out of whack. Uh, so they need to, to be able to sing young, okay? Reading is a plus, but not required. You got an alto, you can't read a note, but they can hear the alto. I got, I've had tenors that, you know, you sing by rote. Uh, again, the Brooklyn uh, Tabernacle Choir, all by rote. All by rote. They, they have no music. They just they learn it. They think, okay, you sing this, you sing this. So it's a plus, but not required. Okay, here's your checklist for a singer. They've got to be able to stay on pitch. Now, I have gone through one audition process in my previous church, and Bless her heart, I had one lady that came who was an alto. Wonderful lady, wanted to be on the praise team. She was in my choir, could not carry the pitch, could, could not stay on pitch, could not sing independently. And that's, that's just a must. So uh, I couldn't let her uh, be on it. Have a, have a pleasant time, okay? Uh, you can stay on pitch, but um, be a, you know, have a raspy, voice or, or, you know, whatever. When, when I was uh, uh, taking ear training, we had a, uh, I think she was a clarinet player in my ear training class. Absolutely the worst voice I've ever seen, ever heard, but boy, she could sight read when I was going. <laughs> but I, you know, wouldn't necessarily want her up there. Be able to say, uh, be able to blend. Have to be able to blend uh, with the person next to you. Sing independently and stay in rhythm. I had one lady uh, who was a, a really good soprano voice, not trained, but a good soprano voice, could sing, could, could do all of this, but she could not do contemporary rhythm. Anything that was syncopated, she just couldn't do it. And, uh, and you've got to be able to sing uh, those contemporary, uh, contemporary rhythms. And sing with some expression. No, don't just have somebody sing loud. You know, it's my own life. <laughs> okay. Choosing members. When you're putting them together, okay, you want voices that blend. You want personalities that blend. You want committed singers, not somebody who's going to be here when they feel like it or whatever. You need somebody who's going to be committed. Um, don't restrict the number of singers, okay? Uh, Ron, this is what you were uh, asking. Um, if, if you have 12 people make it, you know, or good enough to make it, then have four teams or three teams or something. Uh, make them go, uh, have them go every other week or something like that. I wouldn't restrict it um, just because you, you only want three or four. So out of one church that has, I think they have four teams, mm -hmm. and, and they sing, you know, first Sunday, second Sunday, could they all rehearse together? Yeah. And that way, if the tenor's going to be sick, get sick, exactly. they call in and yeah. the other team. Exactly. Rehearse. Yeah. Yeah. Rehearse together. 
Okay, and I would, if you're doing the audition, I would post it, or that's what we did. And that's up to you if you want to, but um, afterwards, you can be honest with those who didn't make it talk to me later. And I've, I've had a lady who I, I just, I wanted her to be honest so bad, but she just didn't have the voice that would win. And so she came up afterwards, what can I do? Well, you know, this is what, this is why I didn't choose you. And this is how we can get to that place if you're willing to work on it a little bit. Um, okay, now, all of that being said, how many of y'all have ever auditioned or interviewed for something? Okay. Well, I'm just, just for this, just for a person. Yeah, just for a person. Okay. Um, going through this one time and having feelings hurt, um, um, I think asking the people as the minister of music, having the back, backing of your pastor and leadership or whatever, I really think that's a safer bet. You're still going through all of this in your mind. You have yeah. to have those people. But if you go to those people and say, and they're in your heart, that I really need some help. I think we can build a praise team and really add to our worship. Uh, will you be your part of this? I think that's a, a little safer bet. Now you still may have some safer feelings, uh, some some hurt feelings um, with uh, people saying, "Why didn't they ask me?" But then again, you can say, "Well, this this is why I did because this is what I need." Um, my after I did this, my war story, um, we had about eight or ten people, had two teams, and we were rocking along, uh, really really doing it, uh, and I had some great voices, some phenomenal voices, trained voices, and well, um, I had uh, two people who were not married get together, and uh, kind of ruined the whole thing, and so um, two couples leaving the church, other people hurt, and I'm back to myself, and so I finally, after a while of just this, I, I finally said to my pepins, who, who was a great soprano, I said, I'm going to put a mic on you. And I called it out to him, and I said, we're going to be the praise team. And so that's what we did from then on. I, I usually sing tenor uh, because I, I do better than that. A lot of the songs are too low for me. Um, and so we that's what we did. That's how we met. I think it was pretty effective. And um, I think uh, I eventually left that church, but had I stayed, I might have asked a few other people to, okay, you know, let's rotate or let's fill this or whatever. So... It's just, you know, what really pray about what's right for your situation. Yeah. I had a situation that a man who was the proposed drummer, uh, and he is, you know, mediocre drummer, I guess. He does okay, but mm -hmm. with help. He, he, well, he was taking lessons, and he was practicing. Well, all of a sudden, he decided his wife needed to sing with us, and he didn't ask me. He just mm -hmm. invited her to come and sing. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting all this, well, that's on the phone. I'm like,
first. So I didn't know how to set the ground rules. Yeah. 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 So I've kind of let them know, you know, that we need to, I need to audition or to interview you and somebody yeah. else before they ask. So it's a player staying with us. But, exactly. but, I mean, I'm still stuck with this lady that has um, very minimal skills. And we, we adjust them. I, is that, I mean, is that about all you can do is just try to lay ground rules with the team so that they understand that we can't just be inviting ever, anybody and everybody. Exactly. And they, they need to respect your, your leadership of, right. of that. And, um, boy, that, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's and tough. If you ask her to leave, you're probably losing your job. Oh, yeah, and, exactly. And right. it's, that's a tough situation. Yeah, it is. It's really tough. And I wish I had the magic thing for you to do. Well, I wish I had known such an eventuality could occur so that I could have laid some group. But at the time that I took the group, I hadn't been to any of these kind of workshops, and I didn't know that yeah. most uh, praise team leaders and most clinicians recommend they be a part of the choir. You know, that yeah. your vocalist be a part of the choir, right. which would make it really easy. Yeah. easy. But then I have another lady that's really good and used to sing choir, doesn't now, mm-hmm. but she's, and I asked her to join us because we needed um, mm-hmm. a stronger lead singer. Yeah. And so it's worked out pretty well for with her. But again, like you say, I asked her, mm-hmm. you know, instead of somebody volunteering her or saying, Yeah, I'll be praying about you. Well, it's just, you know, it'll resolve itself. Yeah. Now, if you already have a praise team, you've already done this, and you have somebody who wants to join, I would uh, meet with them individually and get them to sing with you, Um, sing alone. And uh, this is what um, we did in our audition. Uh, If you do this, and even if you're asking people, um, I was there, my my good soprano uh, was there, and I can't remember, I think we had another tenor. And we had the people sing by themselves, the melody, have them sing with me on their part if they're an alto or tenor. Um, and you can tell if they're being drawn to the melody or if they can hear their part or that kind of thing. So go through the whole process with them. Um, especially get them to sing by themselves and sing with you. If, if they can't hear their part, don't, don't have to. Okay, and I've had I've had to tell people no on that too. A wonderful lady one time wanted to join my praise team. I had her sing with me, and she dropped down an octave lower to sing a melody with me. And I, I said, I, I just do you, first of all, do you hear what you're doing? Because the melody's up here, and you're singing down here. They don't know if that's what they're used to. Um, so, any other questions or comments about that? Okay, using praise team, lead in worship. Uh, I like that term. I didn't make it up. Lead worshipers. They're up there helping you uh, worship, and they are worshiping themselves. They are being lead worshipers. Um, if you're introdu- introducing a new song, uh, have uh, one of your sopranos or tenors or whatever sing it as a solo. Come back next week and do it um, with the congregation. Special music, that's just what I said. Teach new songs. We just had the whole praise team do the song. I did that with my choir. Uh, and uh, that's a whole other workshop. But I use this uh, series of uh, songs for praise and worship from Word. If you don't have that, if you want one source for good praise team music, that's, that's a good one. Uh, but I use that with my choir. And we'll do, for our special music, a song that I want to teach to the uh, Congregation, and then eventually they'll, they'll catch it and, and they'll be doing it. So, 
but you can use your phrase to be aware. Use as an ensemble. If you have a musical, you need an ensemble. Uh, do that. Special events to represent the church outside. There's all kinds of things. Develop worship leaders. If you got a guy, a young fellow like James here is in your praise team and you want to see him develop and lead out, say, hey, I want you to lead worship. Developing leadership that way. Uh, turn group, uh, mission trips, whatever, whatever you know, the, 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 it's endless, the ideas that you can come up with. Okay, arranging for a praise team. We talked about that. Melody on top and bottom, alto closest to soprano, tenor closest to alto, and uh, then the bass. Now let's, since we got all parts here, I think, look, are you all soprano out there? I'm a soprano. Soprano. Alto. Alto. Okay. Tenor. Tenor. Bass. Okay. Good. Now, let's do this. What I was trying to do on the board. We're going to sing uh, Lazy Grace. So I want you to sing it traditionally. Okay. Sources, songs of praise and worship. I really like this. They're not all uh, good, but they're the, the best thing in a um, package deal. Um, and they're usually, these are in good ranges for you. So your basses, it won't be too high for them. Sopranos, it won't be too low. It's, it's in a good uh, medium range for them. So I really, there's, uh, do, do any of y'all use some? Yes. I have one set. 
Okay, one sec. I got a ball. And uh, um, Ward doesn't pay me to, to do that. <laughs> There's other publishers here, but I just haven't found anything um, that's as good as, as that for for the price. Of, um, no, I use it all the time. Okay, and more songs. Okay, Maranatha praise hymns and courses. This is the Green Book. I don't know if they've come up out with uh, one since then. They did have some um, some praise team editions of this with just a few selective songs. But again, if you if you want to do some arranging and you just got the melody in here, just pencil in uh, the parts below it and you've got an arrangement. Uh, let's see what I've got here. Wow, uh, the Wow series. Again, no parts, but you've got a good piano accompaniment. These are closer to what you hear on the recordings. If you want the parts, just, just pencil it in. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, passion Collections. Uh, that's missing. I think they kind of started out late, but this is an old one, but I love this from Souls Desire. I think even, it may even be like passion.com. Uh, Louis Giglio's organization. Um, I think Sam Perry, if you know who he is, uh, uh, did a lot of those. Um, they, they've got some very good collections in there. Uh, the Vineyard kind of wrote the, along with Hosanna Integrity, uh, they kind of wrote the book on praise and worship, uh, contemporary praise and worship, and still have a lot of cutting edge kind of things. Uh, Hosanna Integrity uh, still has uh, like a monthly um, prescription you get on with, you get a CD, uh, an audio CD, and then you get a uh, CD-ROM with the music on it and uh, offer one monthly price or whatever. And so you get the, the, the latest from like Paul Balash and uh, Don Lowen and those kind of guys. So you can get the freshest songs uh, pretty much out of uh, Hosanna Integrity. I uh, haven't used Vineyard in a long time, but they, like I said, they, they kind of wrote the book on it. So. With the CD-ROM, what is it, yeah, that comes with the music on it, is it just a lead sheet or does it have no, the parts? It's, it's, it may not have the parts, you might have, last time I checked it didn't have the parts, so you have to pencil it in, but you've got, um, you've got the rights to yeah. print out and use, I think, what you need uh, for your choir, for your group, so print out one copy, pencil it in, one copy. So, but it does have the accompaniment, the chords, and all that. But it's just, it's just the melody. Now, some of them may, some of them may have the parts. I'm really not sure. But the ones I've checked really didn't. I had it for some reason. Okay, so we have talked about choir praise team, voicing, auditioning, using a praise team, and arranging, and then some sources. And so you will not now know what to say when your bass says, what happened to my bass line? Say it ain't there anymore. Singing louder. I need to do that. How does how does the how does the rest of your choir feel about having three of their members who get picked to put out front of the microphone? The rest of them sitting in the back row. Uh, that's a good question. Well, it depends on who it is. Uh, if it's somebody who wants to be up there, but you didn't ask mm -hmm. them, then you can imagine yeah. uh, how they're going to feel. Um, 
I'm See, I'm not, I'm not done that yet, but what, what I've done this summer, I've used different ensembles. Yeah. In the summer, as, as people go on vacation, I haven't, I haven't had full choir in a while, so I just have a choir. Okay, you're going to be off this Sunday, and we had an ensemble. Yeah. And, and that was, they, they led the worship rather than the choir, mm -hmm. so I didn't have the choir at the loft, so they didn't feel like they'd been yeah. left out. Right. It's, it's a little bit of tension. You know, at my current church, I have one lady, two ladies, a soprano and alto that I could bring forward and put on the mic. They have good voices. I could, I could harmonize with them. But man, I know that I would create some tension between two sisters and that soprano over here. So what's more important? Well, I can do contemporary music with the choir. So at this point, I'm, I'm not going to do that um, unless something, something else changes. So when you have a praise team and a choir, which I'm gathering is how you are recommending it to yeah. her, what's the choir do differently from the praise team or vice versa? They don't have microphones. They're just kind of like they're singing the same parts. Yeah. So okay. they, they um, and I've had I've had uh, men who I wanted to be on the praise team, but they didn't feel like they ought to be there, and they were basses, so I'd have to say, okay, sing the, bass, sing the melody back there, you know, I need you to do that even though you're not up here. Um, but yeah, they sing the same part uh, that the praise team does. And you would just have your bass team, like, anytime your choir would sing the anthem or anything, they would go back and join them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would only have them come forward during the worship. During congregation meeting. During congregation meeting, or unless it was a special feature to praise them. And then, like I say, I'm, I didn't write a book on it, all this. And you, you got all kinds of uh, variables uh, in your situation that make it a positive thing or a negative thing or just logistics. You know, okay, if I'm going to do this, where am I going to put them? Am I going to put the praise team behind me or beside me? Or, you know, you just have to work all of that out. Or are they going to memorize? Or are they going to come out with, with their music? Or Stands. Um, are we going to have a, a monitor up here so that we can just look at the words and they have to know the music? When do they rehearse? Uh, when do they rehearse? Uh, gosh, I've, I've heard more stories of ministers of music said, okay, the choir, we're cutting down to 30 minutes, but we're going to have an hour and a half praise team rehearsal. That's the point. It's the wrong thing to do, I think. You, you need to emphasize your choir, find another time to do your praise team. I would have my praise team after choir. Then what's the praise team doing? If there's just those solos, exactly. like just those extra things. Exactly. The, the, now, um, personally, personally, as a worship leader, and if you heard me over here, you may not have even heard me because I, a lot of the songs are too low for me as a tenor, and I have a hard time um, even singing in C below middle C. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, the congregation doesn't hear me all the time unless the melody goes up. So I could use the help with the praise team. When I had my soprano over here, um, I say, okay, you've got to carry the melody here. Of course, that's why I like to sing tenor, because then I can really sing out. But uh, now I've got the choir, so I'll tell the choir, hey, this is really low for me. It starts low. I'm going to be trying to sing, but you're not going to hear anything, so I need you to sing for me. So it's the same thing. And, and um, 
But I'm asking them, my question is, why do you need a separate rehearsal if they're using, if they're singing the same stuff? Why can't you just rehearse them all together? I mean, when you, then when you rehearse the praise team separately, what happens at that rehearsal? If I'm doing a, a separate song yeah. for the praise team, then I would just do them separately. So, I think you need to work on the blend, just the so, praise team yeah. separately. Uh, your tech, your tech people want to rehearse, so they. Yeah. Yeah. It, rehearse on mic, uh, but that balance and blend between the group is very important mm -hmm. to me. And you need to be in that small group so that they can hear each other and not sing it up here. And mm -hmm. you don't really practice your congregational praise songs with your choir. I don't really think do you. I'll run over them, run over but um, but not as in depth as you do with your praise. Right. Right, if you've got a praise team, um, you want it to be sharp. You don't want to do anything halfway. Uh, I've heard, been in church uh, worship services where people were on the mic who had no business on the mic. And that's not, nothing against them personally. It's just, you didn't, they were more of a distraction to me uh, than they were a, a lead worshiper. So you just, you gotta be careful and sensitive on that. Um, now, if you're starting a contemporary church, or if you're starting a contemporary service, then go with the praise team. If you're gonna do an early morning or a Saturday night, by all means, uh, recruit you a praise team to do that. Uh, I would go for it in that. But if you're looking in the main service to add something, um, just, just be very careful with it. Like I say, I could use the help, but at this point, I'm, I'm not gonna, jumble things up and, and cause some strife in my choir. So when you're when your choir is singing uh, with the congregation and you say they are doing the same harmony, but you're relying on them to to sing that harmony by ear basically. Without much without rehearsing it. Um very actually, actually we do run through our worship on Wednesday nights. As and this is the first choir I've ever done this with. Mm -hmm. They like to know what they're supposed to sing. And that's the beauty of these arrangements. But run through is different than practice the harmony, I mean, in my mind. If you're running through it, then yeah, they get a chance to hear it. And, but so my, so but they're singing, are they having the parts written out in front of them? Or are they doing it by ear, like we that's, just did with Amazing Grace? That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm saying. I use these uh, arrangements. Okay. They have the music in front of them okay. when they're doing them. The altos and the tenors are good. And okay. most of the time, the bass is written in there. Okay. Then it's a melody. So, yeah. Um, and, and if it is a new song to them, then, then we do rehearse it. Yeah. Okay. We, I break it down and teach them the parts. Okay. And if it's a new song, I'll, uh, I'll have the choir do it as a special verse. But then you can use the praise team for that. And I'll run, I'll run through my Sunday order on Wednesday nights in my choir so that they know where the transitions are going to be and mm -hmm. what we're going to repeat. Yeah. You know. We're going to go back and renew this course at the end after the, or, you know, so they'll, so they can leave from, from the loss. Yep. That's what I think is so hard about doing a contemporary worship is that it's so complicated compared to the tradition. We still do two traditional services on Sunday morning and then we do a praise service on, or contemporary service on Saturday night. Yep. And I'm just blocked down on all that the, contemporary the, worship the stuff. Contemporary worship can be planned just like this. Yeah, I know it can. Spontaneity, spontaneity of the congregation is whose work that you've done ahead of time. That's true. Yeah. If your tech people know exactly where you're going, 
your congregation, man, we repeated that and they were right here. Yeah, because we, we practice. We put it on we put it on the from yeah. choir and from and from Well, choir. that's exactly what we do. Yeah, they it, knew takes, we were it takes me I mean I need an hour and a half every week. We practice right before our contemporary service on Saturday afternoon. And uh -huh. we need a, an hour and a half right before that service or or sometime yeah. during the week to get it together because mm -hmm. I mean you're not talking about one special. You're yeah. talking about six or seven Praise songs that they are in primary charge. You know they're in charge yeah. of that, yeah. and they're doing it. Yeah. And it's 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 hard. To, I mean, I've got some really committed people, but then I've got you know some other issues like tardiness and not letting you know when they're going to be out, and like you get subs and all that kind of stuff. You're you're exactly right. And you, and and well, to your point, things are a lot more complicated. Oh, it is. And when I started thirty years ago, we just did hymns, pick out four hymns, exactly. whatever oh, you got so easy. The, the pianist and the organist know what they're doing. All exactly. you have to do is get up there and follow them. So <laughs> and they think, you know, and they make you think they're following you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it used to be so easy, and, so and easy. it is not because you've got to find the right music. Everybody's got to have your, your players need to have something to guide them. Unless, well, they just got, got to, you know, you, you're not going to have uh, come to my praise band, and uh, we'll talk about that. But people need the charts in front of them. And, and it the, takes time to choose that. And, it takes time and the to OA Baptist hymnal CD-ROMs are just glorious things. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. In, in, the, in the OA Baptist hymnal. The OA Baptist hymnal. The, the newest Baptist yeah. hymnal. They have a CD-ROM for every part. And I can, I, can, I, and I can be doing Amazing Grace, and I pull that CD-ROM out for, for the lead line for the guitar player. I print it out for him and it's in the key. And if, and if it's in an awkward guitar key, mm -hmm. a second sheet will spit out that says KO3, play yes. it in E, but it's really going to sound like it's in G flat, you know? Yeah, check that out. We're still in the 91. Well, I, 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 only my choir has this. Mm -hmm. I can't, can't afford it for the congregation, but I, I do a lot of stuff out of it. But all, all my players, and I actually call that the, the band thing, I, I, the CD ROM is glorious. Because yeah. they can't lose it, because I've got if they lose their part, I can print them Yeah. <laughs> Last thing is, you're working with volunteer people, and the people are more important than the product to me. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice a little bit where I could have some a couple of good singers with me because I want my choir to be whole and whole and uniform. If that dynamic wasn't there, then I would go ahead. But you're you're working with with volunteer people. Probably most of them are not musically trained to the level of what you'll hear on the CD. Mm -hmm. So just realize that it's it's never going to sound like the CD, either the band or unless you've got some top notch. I mean, here at Baylor, you guys can you know oh, go to the music store, y'all go to town on this stuff. But in the local church and in Moreland, you're yeah. probably going to find out, hey, let's do contemporary, you know, and you do it, and then well, it, it doesn't sound like it sounds. Well, it's not going to. But you can, if you're working with volunteers, you do the best that you can, and. Uh, I hope this has uh, been helpful to you. If you got one or two things, and, uh, and I just pray the Lord bless you in your ministries. And um, I'm also doing praise band, blending worship, multitasking, and creative worship in the smaller churches a couple of times. So I hope to see you all back. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. To learn more about the Alleluia Conference, visit us online at baylor.edu slash alleluia.